Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio. I am Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. In Milwaukee. Home of the NL Central leading Milwaukee Brewers. But only by two and a half games. Brewers won last night. Cubs won last night. Oh, it's going to be a juicy series at the end of the year. They've got each other last weekend of the year. And they could be the matchup in the wild card round. This NL Central got a lot of disrespect. But the Reds are still competitive. The Cubs had a great they've had a great last two months. And the Brewers are up there as well. Matt Snyder joining me. Uh, from CBS Sports. You can find his work there, cbssports.com. Matt, here's the thing. As a Brewers guy, uh, here, here's where I think I look at the whole NL Central is the, are the Brewers going to beat the Cubs? You know, where are the Phillies going to go? Uh, you know, what's happening with some of these other teams, the Reds? I just think, though, that they all they all crumble to either the Braves or the Dodgers. It's I just The step above that they are compared to the rest of the NL is just, I think it's too much for any of those teams to get past them, barring some sort of like crazy baseball thing. I agree that that's how it looks, but I I guess I would say, wouldn't we have said that last year? I mean, it's the the Dodgers won 111 games. The Braves won 101. And that was when they weren't even good through the middle of May. And then they were absurd the rest of the season. And then they both got knocked out before the NLCS. So it's, I would say right now, if you looked at last year at this point, there's no way anybody would have said the Phillies are coming out of the NL. Just no way in the world. So that's why, as a Cubs fan, I'm holding out hope, and I would extend that same thought process to you and say, as a Brewers fan, that's why there's hope, especially when the Brewers can throw out. Let's just say they get the best versions of Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and then you've got Wade Miley as a change of pace for there. That that's a rotation you could ride to a World Series championship. Yeah, it is. Uh, thank you for saying that. So it makes me sound less homery when I say. Well, it. I, I, look, I, I'm all about the optimism. If you're a fan and your team's in the pennant race right now, I want you to be excited and I want you to be optimistic. So I'm not going to sit here and try to crush the dream. Even for like Twins fans, I would try to give hope to Twins fans, even though they're probably going to be the worst team in the playoffs. But still. Uh, I think there's hope for pretty much every team in the race. All right, since you brought up the Twins, let me let me ask you about the Twins because this is a team that 
um, you know, I sometimes I'll do a segment and I'll be like, who's the most disappointing team? And obviously everyone's going to say the Mets. And I, I am very mad about the Angels, and I'll talk to you about that in a second. But the Twins, like, the Twins, the Twins, what are they doing? They're in a division that's awful. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. Then they got, like, mad that they couldn't get some of these guys that got waived. I think they knew they must have taken stock of, you know, because if you're leading your division and you're going to go to the playoffs, you're thinking, all right, uh, we're probably going to make the playoffs. Let's let's add some pieces here. Let's have fun. But they must have surveyed what they thought their future was going to be and thought, we're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah, we'll put up a banner. Sure. We're going to get killed. So let's not trade any prospects or anything. But they're still like they're going to be in the playoffs. So at least try to do something. I, I do wonder if they thought there's a lot more upside on this roster than it has shown to this point. Because if you look at, like, Carlos Correa, worst year of his career by a mile. He's way better than this, and we've seen how good he can be in the playoffs. Just if you go back to 2021 with the Astros, and that's what started getting him these huge contract offers. Byron Buxton, terrible year overall. If he, We've seen when he can get hot. We've seen he can look like one of the best players in baseball for short stretches. What if those two guys hit their upside in October? I mean, that's pie in the sky, obviously, from the Twins' perspective. But they could have been looking internally and saying, man, the offense has a lot more talent than they're showing. And if you look at the rotation with Sonny Gray and Pablo Lopez and let's say Joe Ryan and Kenta Maeda throw to their capability, the back end of the bullpen with Johan Duran, Emilio Pagan, they've got some power arms back there. You could totally see it all coming together and then making it run like the 2019 Nats or 2021 Braves. Uh, neither of, of those teams looked like they were going to be strong World Series contenders, and they came away with the hardware. Yeah, the Guardians, you know, they tried to pick up a few guys, but uh, I think, you know, the, the Twins were all over them the other day. So they'll get in, and then we'll see what happens. The other team that I always get mad about is the Angels because they did not trade Shohei Otani. Not that like they needed to. I get it's it's hard. It's to, to to make that decision. It's hard, and they don't want to. And so you find reasons not to. But I think we'll always look back in one of baseball's what ifs because I'm assuming he doesn't sign there, and now he's hurt and he can't pitch for a while. Is what if the Angels would have traded Shohei Otani? What would have happened? You would have gotten him at another team, like maybe a Minnesota or a Baltimore or a Cincinnati or just some random team and. He'll sign somewhere next year, but you always had those two months with Shohei. You would have seen Shohei in October baseball, which we still have not seen. We've still not seen him on a winning team, and it would have been a great way for the Angels to enhance their system and maybe actually be competitive even when they have the best players in the world. They can't win. The fault of the Angels, Matt, was they didn't look at their schedule in August where every team they played was in the at the beginning of August Every team they had to play was in the playoffs, except for one, and that was Seattle, and then they swept them, and now they're like the best team in the American League. So I just have a hard time getting over the fact that they should have traded Shohei Otani, and I think they're going to suffer for a long time because they did not. Well, I would say I was going to ask if I can try to talk you out of it, but you, you definitely have too much on your side now that happened since the trade deadline. But I would say, just from the simple perspective of, if you're three and a half games out, you can't trade the best player in baseball, right? Can we pretty much agree with that? Well, I, I, and again, I understand the logic, and I think yeah. this is one of those this is one of those decisions where 
you know, like you know that the odds are stacked against you, and if you play it out in your mind, you probably yeah. lose nine out of the ten times. But you just probably. you just have to go through, and I, I understand that I part. Another, of it. And there, there are multiple aspects of it. Like, like there's also we knew Otani wants to play for a winner, and he's hitting free agency this off season. I think they were desperately holding out hope that they could at least be in the playoff picture, even if they missed the playoffs by like two or three games. Then they could convince him, "Hey, we're on the way up. Why don't you resign, and then we'll we'll keep going up." Um, I think their thought process was a little bit there. Also, some of these huge prospect packages don't really turn out to be all that amazing. So, are you trying to look at like the Juan Soto, the Nationals trade, which yielded them C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore to the Padres? Sorry. Back to the Nationals, C.J. Abrams, Mackenzie Gore, that's pretty good. But, like, is that really going to turn around the entire Angels organization getting, like, a C.J. Abrams and Mackenzie Gore and then two other lottery tickets? That's hard to tell for me. That's hard to say yes. So I understood what they were doing. Um, Of course, now it looks awful because they're, they're not even close to playoff contention. He has to have Tommy John surgery in all likelihood. He's probably going to sign elsewhere. So it's kind of a disaster in the worst of all worlds for them now. Oh, well, my, my harebrained theory was you convince Shohei to sign with you by showing that you are a winner and you want to win by trading him for prospects that he can then so- come back to you and play for. Yeah. So that was... Yeah, that's, that's, that's the exact reaction. Maybe, yeah, maybe that would have, maybe that would have been a better option. But I mean, I think he wants to win now. He's around thirty, so saying the prospects are going to make us better in a few years is a tough, tough sell. I think it's going to be somebody like the Dodgers, if not just literally just the Dodgers. So with Shohei's injury and whether he needs Tommy John or not, and I know his translator spoke a bunch this week, because um, he was like. The reason a trade would have been so big for him, you were trading essentially for two people, a pitcher, and then he got hurt, and then the best hitter in the league. This injury, like, how much do you think financially it's going to cost him wherever he goes next? Uh, $150 million-ish, maybe. Just Wild. a total ballpark figure, like 600 down to 450 because I think that you'd have to be concerned about long-term pitching um, Aaron Judge was what nine three sixty, and he was around the same age. So you probably say similar bid for the hitter, and then you add a little bit for pitching. Which I know it sounds stupid to say a little bit when it's ninety million dollars that I just added, but that's it's it's a lower percentage <laughs> when we're going that high. Um, I, I wonder about. I know he's going to want to start. I know he's going to want to play every day, but I wonder about the long term viability of that, and if they could convince him let's try to make you a stud late-inning reliever. Not necessarily our only closer. Mm. Maybe it's one of those teams like, well, and I keep going back to the Dodgers, but the Dodgers don't really use one closer right now, right? So have Otani in your mix, you know, a club in your golf bag, so to speak, in the, as a late-innings reliever, like we saw in the World Baseball Classic, and say, hey, when we want you to close, be ready to run down there. Maybe say three or four times a week he's available to close. Um, I think that that would be absurdly fun. It would probably be the best use of him as a dual weapon in the playoffs. Um, and maybe it would be better for his long-term health. I don't know that one. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a trainer. But it's just something I've been throwing around because I don't know, after two Tommy John surgeries, a position player pitching every five days, even five or six days, that's tough for me getting into his 30s. 
Yeah, I haven't thought about that. That's a good way to look at it. That's why we talked to the best. Matt Snyder here, baseball writer, CBS Sports. Uh, the AL West obviously deserves a question. This is a very good division. The Astros, you know, the Astros have not, their season has not ended before the ALCS since 2017. They are always there, if not in the World Series, at least in the round right before it. The Mariners have had a great second half of the season. The Rangers, you know, have had that that all-star infield and then make the big trade for Scherzer. Astros currently, as you and I talk, have the lead in this division. Who does this race come down to? The Astros are going to win it. And you know what's funny? Heading into the year, would we have ever thought it's going to take until September 6th until the Astros are finally in first place alone? Today's the first day they've been in first place not tied. Uh, that's remarkable. But they have the weakest schedule left between these teams. They've got six against the Royals, three against the A's, three against the Padres, which I know you never know what you're going to get there, three against the Diamondbacks, who haven't been very good since the start of July. Um, the Rangers have completely fallen apart, so they're out for me, even though they're only two games out. The Mariners are interesting. They're sneaky. I like Castillo, Kirby, Gilbert at the top of that rotation. They could really make a deep playoff run. Um, and also really fun here is the last 10 games the Mariners play are all against the Rangers and Astros. They go four Rangers, three Astros, three Rangers to end the season. That's going to be really fun. Yeah, just one more. You mentioned the Padres. Like, every time the Brewers play them or every time I watch a game, it's like their lineup is just one after another after another. And that little run almost – the, the, you want to talk about most disappointing teams? Yeah. The, why? Why is this not? Why? Why is it not working for them? I don't have a great answer. Um, the, the, the pitching's been there for the most part this season. Um, I know the slow start wasn't unexpected because Musgrove was hurt coming out of spring training. Fernando Tatis Jr. still had 21 games left on his suspension, um, so it made sense that they started slow, but they just never could recover from that. Um, they haven't put it all together offensively. Cronenworth's having an awful season, and you thought he was going to be probably, what, their fifth-best player, um, and he's been an all-star in the past. Their situational hitting, I'm talking about like runs, runners in scoring position, runners in scoring position, two outs, late and close, has been brutal, and that's been the biggest shortfall. And there's not really ever a good answer for that, except once you get this late in the season, it probably mentally takes on a life of its own, you know? It's a close game. They get runners on. Then they all start to press. Hey, we're not going to have this happen to us again. We're not going to leave all these guys on again. That's a good way to leave them on, man. <laughs> yeah, they are very disappointing. And I think, you know, that answer, that question that I that I talked to you about, that there's almost too many answers. But we'll focus on the good teams, playoff chase, pennant races. It's all happening. Matt Snyder will be there to cover it all. Appreciate you. Good to check in with you. And we'll talk again. All right, man. Take care. It's Matt Snyder. His beloved Cubs playing the Giants. My beloved Brewers playing the Pirates this afternoon. Some day baseball here on a Wednesday. Uh, If I was the commissioner of the MLB, one change I would make is that there is a day game every day. Every day. Figure it out. Whether it's the Cubs, you know, they like to play in the day. Figure it out. Make it happen. Do wraparound series. There should always be one day baseball game and it should be televised. I mean, that is a simple, easy solution, especially in the summertime. It's the summer on a Monday. Why am I waiting until 530 for a baseball game to start? At least give me something. Give us something. Give the kids something.
Buy or sell is next, writer than you, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio. I am Bart Winkler in for Bill Ryder. This is Writer Than You. And this portion of the show is sponsored by the United States Postal Service, introducing USPS Ground Advantage, reliable and affordable two- to five-day package shipping at the United States Postal Service. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bart, let's start things off today in the NFL. Raiders defensive end Chandler Jones is entering the second year of a three-year, $51 million contract. But, Bart, he's apparently upset with the franchise. Jones took to social media yesterday to air out some complaints about, among other things, not being allowed in the team facility to work out over the weekend. Jones said on Instagram, quote, bleep it. I don't want to play for the Raiders if that's my head coach or my GM, end quote. Now, Bart, just a day prior on Monday, Jones posted on Twitter that he couldn't wait for the start of the season. By yourself, this is more of a Chandler Jones issue than it is a Raiders issue. Uh, Maybe it was just, you know, sometimes we have bad days, right? That could be it. Uh, You know, I think about in this kind of situation, I think about CM Punk. Longtime wrestler with the WWE, didn't end well there, then went to AEW, got fired, went back, got fired again. Sometimes you look at a situation and you feel like everyone in the world is against you. That's That ends up being more that that's a you problem than a world problem. And look, sometimes, you know, there's bosses or situations and you might get screwed a time or two, but if it keeps happening over and over and over... I feel like I've heard less of Chandler Jones act this way and more of the Raiders being the problem. This team moved to Las Vegas 
Mark Davis was so stunned about how they don't have a home field advantage. Like, the you know, Las Vegas is a destination, regardless, before football. Now you have all these teams coming there. What, I get to watch my team and it's in Vegas? They're never going to have the home field advantage. They'll always have this situation. I don't think all the heads are screwed on the right way with the Raiders organization. So I will say, I will sell. Sell. This is more of a Raiders issue. I'll side with Chandler Jones on this one. All right, Bart. I put this in specifically for you. Your favorite person in pro Uh. sports right now. In the finale of, of Hard Knocks yesterday, your guy, Aaron Rodgers, admitted to seeing a UFO since signing with the Jets. I was getting down to bed. I heard this alarm in the distance going off. Uh, it just didn't seem like normal when I heard some rustling downstairs. So I got up, walked downstairs. It was a beautiful night. And Steve and his brother and I walked outside and up in the clouds. You know, we, we heard the sound and we saw this tremendously large object moving through the sky and it was like a scene out of Independence Day when the ships are coming into the atmosphere and they're creating this like uh, kind of explosion type fire in the sky. We just saw this incredibly large object and froze as anybody would because we know what the hell was going on and eventually it went out of sight and nobody said a word. Bart, buy or sell your guy, Aaron Rodgers, actually saw a UFO. I wish you could see me right now. I've got my (laughs) hands buried in my eyes, stretching my face. Uh, Sell, 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 sell. I will buy that Aaron Rodgers believes he saw a UFO. Buy. If there was any athlete... That would, like, think they saw a UFO. It's Aaron Rodgers. For those unaware, longtime Packer fan, very annoyed with Aaron Rodgers. Very happy that the team I am rooting for has moved on. Very curious to see how it's going to work in New York, seeing him, you know, try to win this breakup. Rodgers, Rodgers, he is the kind of guy who thinks if anyone's going to see a UFO... I hope this makes sense. If anyone deserves to see a UFO, it's him. He he because he believes he's smart. He believes he is smarter than you, 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 you. Whoever's listening, you might be a doctor. Rogers thinks he knows more than you. You might be a firefighter. Rogers probably knows how to put out the fire better than you. Rogers knows he's the smartest guy. He hosted Jeopardy. He's so smart. He probably knew all the answers. They won't let him be a contestant anymore. He's too smart. Also, I don't know if I'm down with the whole UFO thing. There's got to be other life out there. There's got to be. There, the, the universe is too big. And you could, you could like, sometimes, hey, those pyramids, I don't know if they, they got built there themselves. I, I'll believe these conspiracies. But if you ever look at a map, I saw this on BuzzFeed once, I think, or Cracked or something, about the reported UFO sightings. There's a map of the last hundred years. And... It looks like, so picture the world at night, and then when lights are lit up, you know, oh, okay. All the lights on this map are either in England or the United States. Nobody else around the world thinks they're seeing UFOs. For some reason, in England and in the United States, we think that we're going to see a UFO. We think everything we see is a UFO. 
And then the fact that it's like a thing. You see one light you don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a little tiny green alien zipping around. It could be any other kind of plane. You know, sometimes planes fly at night. Is Aaron Rodgers aware of this? Hasn't he traveled home from games before? Maybe he traveled home from a game once, and some guy looked up in the sky and said, well, I don't quite recognize that plane, and it was it was Packers. Maybe he doesn't know that. Also, one one phenomenon that not a lot of people are aware of, but I am, space junk. Do you know how much junk is floating around in space? Like, do you know how many satellites are up there that aren't used anymore, that have been deactivated and just float around? Maybe sometimes a light flickers on and off. I don't know. What he saw could have been a thousand things, but it wasn't what he thought he saw. I am supremely confident in that. Thank you. (laughs) Good to hear you're still very much pro Aaron Rodgers. All right, Bart, let's get to some college football here. TCU linebacker Johnny Hodges spoke yesterday to the media and he had this to say about the Horned Frogs' performance against Colorado. I guess you can say it's a wake-up call. Uh, I don't know how losing in the national championship by 60 isn't a wake-up call, but uh, right now we're, we're definitely the laughing stock of college football, having 22 missed tackles, um, having who knows how many missed assignments, making our defensive coordinator look awful, just making his defense look like it's a childhood kid's defense and him getting all this slack. So uh, if it's not a wake-up call, then I don't know what it is. Bart, buy or sell that TCU is the laughing stock of college football right now? Uh, sell. Sell. People that watch that Colorado TCU game, I mean, yeah, TCU is in the national championship. But I don't think a lot of people walked away thinking, oh, man, TCU really blew that one. They were crediting Colorado for what they were able to do. The la- the laughing stop, it's Clemson. They're the laughing stock. They lost 28 to 7 to Duke. They're the laughing stock. Dabo Sweeney is trying to navigate this NIL period, saying that we've had NIL the whole time and it's God. Now, okay, well, you should maybe pray that someone transfers to your school because nobody is anymore. You're trying to do things the way that were done even in 2018 and doesn't work anymore. You got to get out there, Dabo. You got to get that transfer portal. You got to bring more NIL opportunities to your guys. I mean, you got embarrassed and you didn't even like, there's no hope for you. Clemson's done. Clemson might be done, done. Like they Dabo might be done. That was a massive loss and a big eye opener. And they are the laughing stock for sure. All right, Bart, let's stick with college football here. This week's AP Top 25 poll was released yesterday afternoon, and Florida State jumped up to number four after their win over LSU. Alabama moved up one spot from number four to number three, while Colorado now jumped into the top 25 as they sit at number 22 after being unranked. And then, as you mentioned, Clemson, after their loss to Duke, went from number nine to number 25. Bart Byersell, you have any issue with any of this week's rankings that I just mentioned? Yes, buy. I will buy. Buy. I believe, uh, is Iowa unranked? I think they're like the 26th team. They should be in over Clemson. Clemson's in as a courtesy. Clemson's out. Get them out of there. Colorado at 22 probably should be a little higher. There were way too many people that left Colorado off their bracket. Way too many people. Way too many people, 
And I, I bet that was Dion influenced. I bet if Dion never gave a press conference, they would put Colorado at least in their bracket. But reporters are trying to stick up for reporters. Oh, did, did a journalist get his feelings hurt? Because Dion said, I saw what you wrote, and, and now we have to stand up for our profession. You know, when one, when one of us bleeds, we're all there to rally. Let Dion have a little fun. Guy won a massive game. And you talk crap about him. Now Matt Rule. Matt Rule's been talking crap about him. Now he's like, oh, Dion, you know, he's great for the game. Yeah, you're going to get your butt kicked by 20 on Saturday, Matt Rule. Okay? Your program's a mess, too. They're a laughing stock. They blew a lead on Thursday. They can't win one-score games. They're, Nebraska's a laughing stock. Why am, I so, why am I so riled up about this? I don't know. I love Colorado Buffalo football. Starting a week ago, but I am a big fan. Yes, I am. So, uh, uh, bye. The rankings are stupid. Bye. All right, Bart, let's see if you get worked up about some hoops here. Free agent Christian Wood agreed to a two-year, $5.7 million deal with the Lakers yesterday. Now, Wood, who turns 28 later this month, averaged 16 points and seven rebounds for the Dallas Mavericks in a reserve role last season. Now, Wood is one of four players six foot ten or taller to make 103 pointers three-pointers in each of the last two seasons. The Lakers as a team, Bart, were 25th in the league last season in three-point shooting at just 34%. Buy or sell you like the addition of Christian Wood for the Lakers? So you're asking a lot of questions today that (laughs) I have very specific answers to. Uh, Like Aaron Rodgers seeing a UFO. Of course I'm going to get worked up about that. Um, Colorado. Any question with them? I'm very worked up about how people are trying to portray Dion as a bad guy. I'm very worked up about that. And I am one of the few people on this planet that is a Christian Wood truther. He started his career with the Bucks. I don't think they should have ever gotten rid of him. Christian Wood, whenever he plays, he gets results. He's a scoring machine. I love this addition for the Lakers. Bye. Bye. Hey, they need a big man. They need more help. They need they they need more rebounds. Throw throw Christian Wood on Nikola Jokic. Then show me who wins the NBA Western Conference Finals. Okay? Bye. All right, Bart, let's turn our attention to baseball. But this first question I got for you here has absolutely nothing to do with the game itself. Now, prior to last night's game against the Padres, the Phillies placed shortstop Trey Turner on the paternity list as he and his wife are expecting their second child. Now, Bart, yesterday's date was September 5th. Turner agreed to his 11-year, $300 million deal with Philadelphia on December 5th. That's exactly nine months to the day. My question to you, buy or sell Trey Turner and his wife celebrated his new contract the best way possible? It would appear they did, so I will buy that. Bye. It's... It's not, it's not right that that's something you can do the math on. We shouldn't be able to be able to do the math about when we were conceived. I told you earlier I'm a May baby. My parents' anniversary is in August. That's nine months. One time I was dumb enough to ask them. And they told me way more than I needed to know. So it appears that, yes, that's what happened. 
I'm going to sell the fact that we're able to do the math. Sell. All right, Bart, one last one here for you. Jose Altuve homered in each of the first three innings as the Astros blew out the Rangers 14-1 to yesterday. Houston now holds a one-game lead over the Mariners and a two-game two game lead over the Rangers in the AL West. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer square off against each other tonight. And as you know, Bart, the two were teammates earlier this season with the Mets. Buy or sell the Astros winning the AL West? I had a call one of these weekend shows. Uh, it was from an Astros fan. And they were like in the wild card, maybe only by a half game. And he's like, I don't know. I think this is the year they, they miss. I go, no, you don't. The Astros are not missing the playoffs. They, Like I said, uh, they have not had their season come short of the ALCS in six years. Matt Snyder was on with us, did a good job of laying out their schedule. I, I don't... They're for sure going to be in the ALCS. Whether they whether they win the AL West or not, they'll find their way there. They always do. But I will buy. I will buy them winning that division. That's a great matchup tonight. Buy. And that's buy or sell. Tom, you 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 really you really found the buttons to press today. I really didn't think when we were speaking about Trey Turner that we were going to get a lot of backstory on how you uh you know asked your parents about how you were conceived. Uh, it was uh, it was at a hotel in Houston, Texas. Wow, yeah. Uh, I I you know I mentioned I'm an October baby. You do the math on that. Apparently, my folks were very excited for the new year. Ah, yes, that's uh, October is a big, big birthday time. That is true. Good stuff. Uh, thanks for making me open up that wound. <laughs> Let's get an update with Andrew Bogish. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. CBS Sports Radio, my name is Bart Winkler, in for Bill. Uh, Bad, sad baseball news. Not like, there's an injury. Andrew McCutcheon is going on the 10-day injured list. There is a partial tear in his left Achilles. He'll be in a walking boot. For about six weeks, there are a little under four weeks left in the season. That from Justice De Los Santos. He is one home run shy of 300 in his career, Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, going back to Pittsburgh for the year and now is going to miss the rest of the season. Uh, a bummer. Someone that everybody in baseball likes. Uh, Russell Wilson may not be liked by his own coach, Sean Payton. ESPN.com had a piece, Seth Wickersham, in one of the many different things that we've heard so far about Sean Payton's time in Denver. He told Russell Wilson at one point, he asked him, will you stop effing kissing babies? You're not running for public office. Russell Wilson is a very polished individual to the point where it seems like it's fake. Like Russell, I want to know what the real Russell Wilson looks like, and I think that's been—I I don't want to say it's a—it's it's not a negative thing. It's just that people don't know who he is. He's always seemed corporate, right? He's always seemed like he is trying to run for office. He's always seemed like you'll never catch him saying anything bad. You know, Russell Wilson—you know, whether it's what does he used to say, go Hawks or. Bronco country, let's ride. It's always something. It just seems very like that. The, the best Russell Wilson I ever saw was when he did the Manning cast and he was just watching a game with Peyton and Eli and they were watching a game. I forget what game it was, but it was just like interesting to hear him talk football and, you know, he wasn't being super corny and he's just a very, he's a very corny guy. Now, does that matter? Does that translate to the football field? Sean Payton doesn't want to see it. Last year, Russell Wilson brought in his entire support staff. He apparently had his own, like, office in the facility where, like, other players didn't go. And so Sean Payton came and and ended all that. The difference between Russell Wilson as a person that we see in Seattle and Denver wasn't that different. You know, we heard a couple of these weird things. The player itself was very different. Russell Wilson last year... I just, every year, every week, it boggled me. Every week, Russell Wilson, I lost some money on him. Not a lot. But every week, I would play a new DraftKings. Like, because I would think, this is the week, man. And no one's going to, no one's going to have picked him. But this is the week that he's going to have four touchdowns and I'll win so many monies. And he never did. He, 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 there, there hasn't been a quarterback that has looked less like, what they looked like a year ago in a long time. I mean, quarterbacks, as they get older, they age, you know, they fade, they they lose some skill. Tom Brady at 45 isn't Tom Brady at 35. Uh, Rodgers, we'll see how he does this year. Last year was kind of pedestrian. He was hurt. Peyton Manning, of course, as Peyton Manning's career got further, he needed the Broncos defense to help him win that Super Bowl a year after he threw like 50 touchdowns with Denver. So quarterback, I mean, all athletes, you, I don't want to say deteriorate, but your skills lessen with age. And Russell, it was just so sharp with him. 
that may, maybe it is something off the field. I don't know. I still think the most interesting thing is why Sean Payton took this job to begin with. I, I don't understand why he took this job. He was on Fox, and I think he was well-liked. People thought he was doing a good job. He got promoted from this show to the next show, and he was giving like some real opinions. And you know, Even after he got hired, he still worked at Fox for their Super Bowl week coverage. He still he still was working there. And then this year in the offseason, he he's talking about Nathaniel Hackett and he said, Oh, I still had my Fox hat on. Ha <laughs> ha LOL. I don't understand why he wanted that job. It was clear he wanted to get back into coaching. I think what he did was he looked around and he must have seen that the other jobs that were available he had no interest in. Peyton, remember Peyton was like flirting with the Broncos where he wore an orange tie that one show on Fox is like a hint that I want you. You know, like I would do in college on my college TV station. I would do like a signal for the girl that was watching that I liked. Sean Payton's doing that at age 55 to the Denver Broncos. I think he's in a situation where, and Billy Turner had accused him of this. Billy Turner with the Jets, formerly the Broncos, offensive lineman. When Sean Payton said all those things about Hackett, what Billy Turner was saying is you're just trying to give yourself cover. And there were some expletives on on Instagram, but he was just trying to give himself cover. And I think that I think there might be some truth to that. I think Sean Payton, you know, you think you're you you get a little bit of an ego, you're a head coach, you're desired, and I think he thought there was no problem he couldn't fix. You buy a house. House, you know, it looks good on the outside. There's some problems inside, you're aware, but you wanted that house really bad, so you don't do the inspections. You just buy that house. Market's hot. Only so many houses to go around. You buy that house. Then you're in it for a couple weeks. You realize, ah, this space doesn't really make sense. Uh, There's flooding in this basement. I wasn't aware of that. Uh, These pipes, the, the, the hot waters, there's an issue. You find there's more problems than you thought of, and then instead of, like, being mad at yourself, you're blaming the last guy, you're blaming the last homeowner, and he's blaming Nathaniel Hackett. And and Peyton, I think, has set up it enough where if things go bad, and now he's you know, he can just blame everybody else. He can say the culture here was bad. I gotta figure this out. Russell Wilson's not the guy. I gotta figure this out. Even though the whole point of him coming there was you're gonna be the guy to fix Russell Wilson. Now I don't know what to make of the Broncos. I had said this earlier that Sean Payton gets a lot of credit. Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy have had similar careers, similar results. Both Super Bowl champions, both on their second like gig now. They're perceived as different coaches. If Sean Payton was coaching the Dallas Cowboys, many of you would pick them as your Super Bowl champion. If Mike McCarthy was coaching the Denver Broncos, many of you would say he will be fired by Halloween. If even it takes that long, Sean Payton, there, there's, there's, he's got a, he's got a good PR team around him. You know, there's, there's, there's a good, there's a good image of him. He's done a good job to craft that. And now what he's crafting is if things fail, it's Russell's fault or it's Nathaniel Hackett's fault. And that might, then like, he might, he might get away with that. He might, that might buy him a year. I did wonder because that situation looks so bad. It wasn't just him, the whole team with the false starts and the penalties. And the whole the, the situation in the last few years in Denver hasn't been good. There were other other jobs available. 
uh, he could have taken the Cardinals job. Now, he probably was smart not to do that. The Cardinals are going to be a disaster, so that's bad. Um, the Panthers, the Panthers, Frank Reich was hired a few days before him. I think that he could have shown a little more interest in Carolina, probably a better job. The Texans, I mean, the Texans have a nice young, you knew they were going to get high draft picks. So that could have been a, a situation. The Colts, they hired Shane Steichen. They could, that could have been a place for Sean Payton, but he seemed locked in on Denver. And now whatever the consequences are going to be, I think he's trying to you know buy himself a little bit of time. I don't think when Sean Payton says these things, like when he says to Russell Wilson, don't be a politician, I don't think that's something that Sean Payton, I feel like anything he says in private or public, he doesn't mind if it gets out there. The fact that we're saying, oh, you know, Sean Payton, I don't think he minds that. I think the more issues that we can see that are in Denver, the the better it is for Sean. And so that is, you know, one of these teams, there's all these teams that we're not sure with that, you know, what are they going to be? Let's Let's wait and see. I, I would, I would, I don't think this is going to work in Denver, at least not with Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson is, I think he's bad now. And I don't think Sean Payton's going to get anything fixed. And there might be more of a sense of urgency. I mean, Sean Payton might bench this guy. I don't know who their backup is, but I don't know. So interesting comments there from Sean. We'll see how that uh, works itself out. We are now, as I speak to you, doing quick math, 32 hours away. From kickoff, 32 hours away from the NFL season starting. Will Travis Kelsey play or not? Will the Detroit Lions go into Arrowhead and win on the road and completely change the outlook in the NFC? I think, I think, I think I like Detroit. Minus the five is the favorite for Kansas City. I think I like Detroit. I think they're going to do a lot of, I think they can run a lot on that defense especially with no Chris Jones. I might kind of like Detroit to win that football game. Can't wait to talk more about it. I'm Bart Winkler. Thanks to Tom. Thanks to Andrew Bogish. Thanks to you guys for being here. This is Writer Than You, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Over here. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.